Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. When you don't know what went wrong, it sort of hampers you from... You want closure, so if it's anything to do with you, you can improve. So it's tough, but it's not always us. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration, and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional, and together, we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. Now I am apologizing in advance for my voice which is clearly super stuffy and different. You do sound sick. Yeah I sound worse than I am. I'm kind of coming to the tail end but like my voice is just not my real voice so apologies in advance. I think we're even because I recall being forced to record an episode when I sounded (laughs) 50 times worse than you. Forced? Yes. So anyway, (laughs) Sarah's voice should be back to normal programming next week. But for now, let's get into our shoot your shot shout out. I mean it this time. This is the greatest (laughs) one ever. Seriously. Okay. Jez. Do we think that's how we say it? Yep. I reckon it's Jez. Jez today bought us 20 coffees, which is crazy. For those that don't know, a coffee on our Shout Me A Coffee platform is $5. So they've bought us 20 coffees. I nearly cried this morning. It's so generous and we just feel so like appreciative. I can't even put into words what that means to us. It helps us pay for the software and the things that we do and our time and the equipment that we need, all of the different things that go into keeping this podcast going. So we really, really appreciate it. But Better than that, their message was pretty incredible. They said, I decided to begin looking for a new job this past fall, American listener, and have been listening to all your podcasts, many of them several times, as I've been preparing my cover letters, resume, and practicing my interview responses. With each interview, I reviewed the experience, asked for feedback when possible, and made notes in my interview prep notebook. While doing this, I was also applying to grad school and using your resume and cover letter tips for that as well. I'm pleased to share that a few weeks ago, I received an offer letter for an amazing job with a 30k salary increase in addition to an offer of admission to the doctoral program I had applied to. So I think we have a Dr. Jez on our hands. Hello, doctor, entering the chat. Stop it. (laughs) 
I believe none of this would have been possible so quickly without your invaluable podcast and resources. Thank you heaps, ladies. It would have been possible because you're amazing and you did all this work. But also, does that hint mean resources? It was our cover letter template, maybe? How good's that? Probably. And hey, you heard it here first. Not only can we get you a job, but we might even get you into the PhD program that you want to get into. Incredible. I'm so proud of you and thank you so much for your generous donation. It means the world. Yeah. It sounds like you're an excellent student and will be an excellent student in your PhD. If you want results like that, but you need help breaking it down, check out my one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. If you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we sent you, or you want to request an episode specifically on your situation or industry, slide in to our DMs. Now, today, this episode is going to be about diving into the real reasons you didn't get the job. Yeah. And I like this topic because it's not necessarily one that people request, but I think it's helpful to see the behind the scenes. And I don't know about you, Em, but it can feel really hard to understand, well, why didn't I get that job? Maybe I interviewed badly. Maybe I bombed my interview. Oh, I didn't perform well enough. Oh, there must have been an internal candidate. Or it's easy to kind of think of these excuses or shortcuts as to maybe why you didn't get the job, or maybe feel like there's something that you should have done. So I wanted to have a look at what are some of the actual reasons not necessarily that you stuffed it up or something crazy happened or there was a red flag but like normal everyday boring reasons that you didn't get the job and yeah on that note I think it's the unknown that people really struggle with like you know you're trying to prepare for interviews as best you can and when you don't know what went wrong it sort of hampers you from you want closure so if it's anything to do with you you can improve so it's tough but it's not always us in fact a lot of the time it's external factors exactly or it's just something that like is the case about you. Does that make sense? And so it's not something that you would be able to change or do differently. It's because you were missing X, Y, Z or whatever. So let's just get into some examples. Now I've got some from roles that I've hired, but I also wanted to go broader than that and find out from other people who make hiring decisions. So I posted on LinkedIn and actually got some really great responses. So I've got two company examples. We've got a marketing company and then we've got a company, like it's a tech company that hires a lot of salespeople. We've got some examples of why they didn't choose someone that might be really interesting as well. Firstly, this example comes from a sales role. So someone else was more senior and could set strategy. They didn't know they wanted that until they met them. This is a good one. Yeah. So there was two candidates who were kind of the final candidate and one was really spot on with the job description of what they'd actually asked for and what they wanted someone to do jump in, get started, get moving, really hands on and start calling people and getting meetings and that kind of thing. But then another person they met with way higher in terms of salary expectations and seniority. (laughs) Senior. Seniority. (laughs) Your favorite word, Emma. And also was like more strategic about who do I go after and who do I set meetings with? And that actually wasn't originally a part of the plan until they met this person and went, oh, actually that would be better for us long term because that's going to help us change that role a little bit. So that other person though, it's not like they were missing anything or they needed that extra level. This other person was like several years, several roles of experience above them. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, definitely. And it's nothing they could have changed. And it happened on the cuff. The recruiters themselves didn't really know they were looking for that until it happened. So you can't do much about that. Oh, I'm going to correct you. Not the recruiters. It's the managers. It's they're the ones who are making the decisions on that. That's what I mean. 
To me, recruiter is the person. Yeah, but people blame the recruiter. The recruiter's just the one who has to call you and tell you. No. To me, the recruiter means whoever's doing the interview. Oh, okay. The hiring manager, what we say. Yeah, hiring manager. Yeah. So this one is an example from a recruitment position. They wanted someone more junior who they could teach and shape. Yeah. Again, you can't make yourself more junior. That's just not going to happen. Right. And again, it's when you get the comparison of candidates that you're choosing between two of them and you've got, okay, both of these people can do this role and they're both an amazing culture fit. We got no red flags from their values or the way they wanted to go about this role. They had good answers to everything, but actually one of them was much more green and We kind of wanted that in this circumstance. So again, like that more senior person could have been like, well, what could I have done differently? Don't do anything differently. Keep doing the same thing because you got yourself to that top two. It's just a matter of time until a role is looking for what you have. Another example, this position was for a warehouse manager. They needed someone to get the team on board and be positive and they weren't looking for compliance culture. Yeah, and sometimes you might have a team that really needs a compliance-driven manager who's a bit tough and can actually say, okay, shift start at this time. I need people to not be late. I need rules to be followed. I need audits to be done. And you actually need some of that stuff because everyone's a bit lax at the moment. But this particular role, we needed someone, the team was just a bit flat. They were already good at that kind of stuff, getting things right, but it just, their hearts weren't in it. Morale was low. Yeah. And so that's what we're looking for in a warehouse manager. And so again, it's not to say that the other person couldn't have done that. We had someone who had turned around a culture into something really happy previously. And that was like big ticks across the board. So it wasn't necessarily the skills of the role. Does that make sense? It's more like, oh, they've seen and done this before in terms of our specific strange situation. That makes sense. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Now, here's a couple of examples from a marketing company. Yeah. So they mentioned that they've come up against and interviewed some marketing people who've worked for big brands and have huge achievements on their resume, but they were in a really big team. And this is for a pretty small kind of boutique agency. And so the people that they interviewed from big companies had these amazing brands and experiences, but they didn't do things end to end. And so it was hard for them to say, well, I did that. I did that because it's like, well, the team came up with this concept and you did that. And I just double checked it. And how did they individually own things end to end? And this was a role where they really were going to stand on their own. So just something where those people in those roles coming into a smaller company, if that's something that they really wanted to do, there's a gap in experience there of owning something end-to-end. So maybe taking a smaller project within your company and getting end-to-end ownership experience would allow you to step into a smaller company if you wanted to. 
The other thing that this company said was that there's the other part that they look for outside of just the skills, which is what they call the murky, challenging world of cultural fit. And that they don't like to think about fit of being the same as everyone else. They like to think, what do you add that's different? But at the same time, they do have to feel confident that the person can connect and adapt and work well with the people that they need to work with. And I know that people can feel like this is kind of hard to understand, but some examples of the way that I've seen this before is if you interview someone and they're very like, oh, I have great ideas and I did this and I changed that and they're quite opinionated and a go-getter. Great in some environments, but it depends. Have you already got a team where you've got everything the way that you like it and you actually kind of need them to take directions and kind of slot in underneath some other people? Well, then maybe that might be a way that you go, actually, we don't want you to have any of the ideas. You just need to help someone else execute their ideas. That might not be the right fit. So those are the kinds of things that we talk about in terms of cultural fit and fitting into the existing team. Great examples. And again, highlights that you can't change these things. It's just how it is. And even though that one is a bit more culture related it doesn't mean your culture isn't the right one it just means the existing team has their ways and it's just sort of got to be the right fit for them and that could be your biggest strength in another application you might actually want someone to come in and fix things because actually you interview someone else and they need a lot of direction and support and that's not something you're able to support at the moment you need a real go-getter and we're going to have an example like that in just a second so this one is for a tech company so they had an internal candidate apply at the last minute and whilst the external candidate was a great fit for the role. The employee was a star performer who we knew would excel if we gave them the opportunity. Another great example. And it just goes to show how I see a lot of people going, oh, well, there was always an internal candidate. No, not always. And sometimes you feel really bad about it. But in this case, they applied at the last minute. Maybe they'd been approached and they'd said no initially or something. But how are you going to turn down someone internally just because they were late? You know, it's a hard call. That is a tough one. Another one within a tech company, they interviewed a candidate who had everything they wanted in terms of culture fit and drive, but they would have required mentoring from a more senior employee and they weren't resourced enough to support their development and they made it clear that it's more a matter of when we can hire them so we have the resources to support their growth. And again, when I talked about being keen and wanting to learn and be shaped, I mentioned before that that was actually something we were looking for. In this case, that just wasn't going to be the right person for that role. What I don't want people to do is to try and sound more experienced in these situations because you might be ruling yourself out when you are the right fit for something else. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I would love to get this feedback. It is so so like the most non-you problem ever. And they said at the end, it's not a matter of if, but when we will come back to you. We love you. We just aren't equipped to give you the best start now. Trust them. Imagine if you started and you're just like thrown in the deep end and no one actually is there to support you. Like it would be horrible. It's kudos to them for actually owning that we wouldn't be able to properly give that a go. So we're going to hold off. Yeah, you're going to need a mentor to do this job because maybe you don't have as much experience or maybe there's a bit of a career change there. You can do it, but you're going to need some help and we can't give you any help right now. Another awesome example is having upper management change what kind of role they wanted to recruit for mid-interview process. This sounds 
hella annoying and you've said this one was very tough to deal with because the ad probably shouldn't have been posted up in the first place but you then had to pull the plug and let people that were interviewing down. This wasn't me. This was from this tech company again. Really great example. And this stuff is tough. Like when they haven't worked out what they really need. Oh, actually, we probably need two roles and at a more junior level, because now that we've thought about it a bit more, it's actually the admin work that's holding us back. It's not the senior level work that we need. So you could have been the perfect candidate going into the hypothetical first job. But then a manager who doesn't have their shit together has done the old switcheroo and then sees the third interviewer and goes, oh, you know what? Yep, you'd be great for this completely new twist that I'm going to take. And that is totally unfair to you, but these things happen. I guess the message, Em, do you want to have a crack at summing this up? What's the message? What's the take home for people listening to this episode that's a bit out there, it's a bit behind the scenes? The message is don't take it personal and never try to change yourself based on any of these potential reasons. Even if you identify one of the reasons, that doesn't mean you need to then try and counteract that. Reasons are more reflective of the internal situation there than a reflection of you needing to be different. You nailed it. The only thing I would say on top of that is... If you got given some feedback like, oh, we thought you haven't really done things end to end and so we didn't feel like you'd be good in this really small company because you need to own things end to end and have your own ideas and stuff. But you actually had owned things end to end. You just didn't mention them in the interview or you didn't explain it properly. That's when you do want to look at, okay, I didn't do myself justice. I do have that experience, but I didn't communicate it well enough. That's when I think you should make some changes and reflect on how you can do better next time. But with a lot of these things, if you you suddenly tried to start being, oh, I need to be more junior because then they'll want to take me on or, oh, I need to be more experienced because they don't think they can support me. If you start trying to change yourself, then the next role you go for is going to be the opposite thing. It's the endless game. You can't chase your tail. Stick to what you are, authentically you, and the right job will pop up. And I actually just pulled up our DMs because we actually got a DM about this today. I don't know if you've seen this, but it pretty much fits perfectly with this episode. So a listener wrote in and said, hi, I love your podcast. I interviewed for a role on Monday and listened to your stuff in the lead up as I was preparing. I heard from my recruiter today and she said the firm is still deciding. They interviewed with someone more senior and they're trying to decide if they want someone at that level or my much more junior level. I'm completely heartbroken. It makes me feel like I'm out of a chance because how can I compete with someone who has years of experience on me? What would you do? And to this, this episode is perfect for her, but I would say you don't compete with them and you don't need to just wait for the next one. Because there's benefits from you not having as much experience. And that's what I want people to understand. When you haven't been the decision maker and the person who's like putting teams together and stuff, you might not have really thought about this, but there are benefits of having someone more junior in the team than having someone more senior. That senior person potentially might not want to pick up things. Be set in their ways. Yep. They've got ideas of how they want to do things and they want to use their same systems and they want to do things their way. They might not be as comfortable rolling up their sleeves and getting hands on with like administrative lower level work that you'll be really excited for. Junior, you can be molded to however they want. They might not be challenged enough. And again, we're generalizing here, but these are some of the genuine debates that they'll be having internally. And all I would say is that there isn't anything you can do about that. Please don't take it personally and don't try and change anything about you going forward. You're in such an amazing position. Like they loved you and they're fully willing to hire you. 
their only decision is what role do we want, not what person do we want. That's not about you. So there will be a next role if this isn't the one. And for sure, acknowledge, you know, how disappointing it is because you were really excited and you wanted it. But just know that there is a job out there wanting someone as junior as you, hoping for someone as junior and great as you, and you'll get it and it will all be worth it. And your resume got you an interview and your interview got you to the final two. So you're doing everything right. That's what you should take from that. Love it. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone how good this show is. That's how we hit the charts and we can help even more people all over the world. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. Who does all of our research, recording, editing, posting, website, email, social media, DMs? Uh, We do. Why do we do all of those things? Because we love it. Yeah, we do. We love helping you guys and hearing from you that we've helped you in your job search in any way absolutely makes our day. But we also have full-time jobs and this is something we do on the side. So there are no strings attached and our podcast is always free wherever you are in the world. But if we've helped you in your job search and you would like to say thanks, you can shout us a virtual coffee. Check out the link in the show notes or visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. Okay, now we'll let the other Emma and Sarah get back to all the great content. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>